2: i <laughs> horror flicks, hot chicks, and sci-fi book picks. Say what pisses you off, tell us a joke about dips. In the mix, you got the desk, I'm telling you where it's at. Steven Gord, oh my lord, bowing down to Bone Bat. Podcasting your asses in nerdy, massive classes. Speak the speak of the geek to all the internet masses. Take your glasses off the set, I'm dropping bombs on your dome. In your home, pull your bootstraps up, it's time to burn chrome. Dirty
0: jokes from the nerdy blokes, chewing on them Kirby loads of that quirky counterculture wrapped up in their wordy show. B-movie, holy men, wombat, metalhead, poly- Politics, Amen, independent artist friend, Renaissance casters of the full fan spectrum, nonchalant notables break through the bedlam of bullshit, quick wit, crickets of the populace, spoken with some Romulus, Rowan Prime like Optimus. Oh my God, my feels So funky.
2: Episode 206 of the Bone Bat Show. This is Steve. And this is Gord. How's it going, man? Steve, I am itchy, bitchy,
1: and more than a little bit twitchy this evening.
2: (laughs) Okay. I think we have a title for our episode. (laughs) Steve, I went to
1: an allergist. I've gone around the sun more than 50 times now. Never did the allergy testing where they stab... 40 needles each needle has a different allergen in it and they stab you with these things to see what makes you itch apparently it's it's damn near
2: everything Jeez. have you ever had this done it is horrifying no, I, I don't have a lot of at least I don't think I have a lot of allergies I get some hay fever in like May when certain That's May things fever. are blooming it fucks me up for a couple of weeks I can't drive with like the car window down too much and then uh it's like right now, it's already over. So I'm, I'm That's fine good. now. Everything bloomed late this year, so I got it like in June. But now I'm good. But yeah, go on. I mean, you you had this. Uh, this
1: they call it a test. I think it's just sadistic torture.
2: Did you pass? If passing meant <laughs> sit there
1: and like don't scratch your welt-covered forearms for 20 minutes, then yeah, yeah, I passed. But I had a real earth-shaking epiphany at the allergist because that you throughout don't like
2: my allergists? <laughs> I don't like allergists <laughs> number 1 just came to me right yeah. here as I sat in this chair after being poked 40 times
1: i'm thinking hmm you know what fuck you guys <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and then i paid the money for this <laughs> i'm not a member of the bdsm community really i'm not yeah Oh, so no. First, they stab you 40 times with itchy stuff, and then you sit there and try not to scratch. And then they, they read, read your welts like some sort of sick phrenology thing, except on your forearms, to tell you what you're allergic to. The one thing I've known my entire life that I'm allergic to, like deadly allergic to, is rabbits. Like rabbits, I have this very vivid memory. Before I even moved to Wairika, like probably like four years old or younger of playing with a rabbit at preschool, getting scratched and that scratch swelling up and my eyes swelling closed and having trouble breathing and just being like freaking miserable. So I've known like rabbits just stay the stay away. Bunnies are bad. So why not do you draw the
2: it? fucking things all the time?
1: They scare me. I draw my fears.
2: <laughs> okay. So I draw rabbits, like skeleton octupuses. monsters too.
1: No, I just love octopi. The cephalopods, oh,
2: okay. not. You guys are tight.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, but I'm allergic to the freaking grass that they always put in rabbit cages and oh, rabbit okay. products.
2: <sighs> so it's a so still me Or it was never the rabbits all along. It was never it was the rabbits. The fault.
1: The rabbit was innocent this whole time, except for his association with this allergen death grass. Fascinating. Yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> so it's like, then the sick bastard goes, Hey, here's some free samples of allergy drugs for you. Why don't you try one? Oh, I'm all, okay, good. good. Since <laughs> I'm totally now trying not to scratch and my eyes are like red little slits. And I told this guy, don't take Benadryl. I don't take any of these drugs that make me drowsy. So I go, okay. I pop one in my mouth. In then it. I start reading the box. It's like, Couldn't take me before bed. <laughs> 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 Will make you drowsy. Weird, weird side effect, though, which is I'm glad I didn't take this as a kid. It says, may what? stunt your growth. Wow. I've never seen that on a box before. I
2: thought you were going to say white hot boner. <laughs>
1: The opposite, stunting your growth, <laughs> not okay. engorging your white hot boner. What is wrong with you, Steve? I have no idea. We're gonna have guests on the show. Are you? Can you get this out of your system?
2: We're talking about things swelling. I don't know.
1: It's <laughs> yes, it always goes back to the dick with you, doesn't it? <laughs> Most <of> the time. <coughs> so Excuse me, like oh.
2: the one really itchy bump, and they're like, "Yeah, that's the test bump." That fucks everybody up.
1: No, they did do a test bump, though. That's just raw histone. They're like, just to make sure it works. Okay, yeah, it worked. As evidenced by the other 38 bumps on my arm.
2: Here's a giant mosquito. Bite, bite, bite. (laughs) 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 So thirsty. We've kept him in this bell jar for six weeks. (laughs) Starving him. Tapping on the glass to anchor him. For this moment. You're You're like... Hurt. Bites all the way through your arm with his proboscis.
1: And proboscis just hanging out the other side. Yeah, I said it first. You did, word boy. You're, well, you're a fancy word boy too. You should have a <laughs> podcast.
2: So, do we have any music tonight, Gord?
1: We do. You know, despite the negative emotions we're bringing to this intro, we have some of the most chill, happy, peaceful, funky guys you're ever going to meet. We've got Big Sticky Mess. And I think our opening tune, what you were listening to, was Mujeres con Cuchillos, which means, in English, Mujeres with Cuchillos. <laughs> Excellent.
2: Thank you for the translation. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm here for you, Steve.
2: Where are these guys Thank from? you,
1: Senora Carlosa. They're from Davis. Davis! NorCal representing. Bring right the funk. All right. And not only are we listening to them now, we are going to have one of the band members on later on. Right on. I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm looking forward to it, too. I know we've done a lot of metal, murder, murder, death, death, lava, enema stuff, but tonight, we're going to get funky.
2: We're going to bring it down a little. Yeah. It's like Bone Bad After Dark. It's not metal
1: all the time. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be.
2: We have both kinds, nerdcore and metal.
1: (laughs) No, and we have funk, and we have Americana. Yeah, we play lots of music. Yeah, we're going to do some, like, space funk.
2: Yes, we've done that. Uh, Who is that banana boat band you brought in? Space...
1: That's right. This is a very space funk-centric... They also did food songs, didn't they? Yeah, they did,
2: I feel like. And they were also from Davis.
1: Uh huh. That's what it's like here. It's all food and funk. <laughs> because
2: all the bands you meet, you meet at the Nugget. <laughs> it's store. It's or so weird. Like, or every band buying ever weed from
1: and... them in the parking lot. It's not all in the Nugget. <laughs> Just kidding. They don't sell weed in the parking lot.
2: All right, man. Well, uh, before we get to all that good stuff, uh, why don't we do what we always do about this time? What pisses you off, Gord? Steve, you know what pisses me off? Besides allergists. I do not know.
1: Please. Uh, it's the message when you when you have to call on the telephone and you the message you hear begins with "Due to unexpected high call volume." It's not unexpected. <laughs> you bastards knew that. If that's your standard answer, it's not unexpected. Every time I hear that, it pisses me off.
2: They went to the trouble of buying an answering machine because they expected you to call. Yeah, why not just say,
1: hey, you're going to be on hold for a while because we don't care enough about you to hire enough people to answer the phone. We're hoping that you give up. Give up. Abandon (laughs) all hope, you who hear this message.
2: And leave running whatever it is that uh, you're paying us money currently for that you're trying to cancel.
1: That's right. And also, (laughs) we're charging you by the minute. Exactly. That's it. What about you, that's Steve? It? What's that's all what? that pisses you off? Well, I, t- I feel like I really brought a lot of a lot of piss off with the intro here, with all the allergies and the poking and the, the sneezing and the rabbits. Sure. Uh, tell them about the rabbits, George. I told you. I told you about the rabbits. Well, Steve,
2: you know what pisses me off, man. Tell me. One of my favorite burger joints in Seattle, Zippy's Giant Burgers, had to close last week. Was this your fault? no well i guess it sort of was maybe i didn't visit them enough you know it was all the way over in west seattle i'd only go over there every you know three to six months uh couldn't get there often enough but uh you know rising costs and uh trouble staffing and ultimately a shitty landlord ended up uh forcing them to close. And it breaks my heart. It's very sad. I used to love visiting that place. And they were a longtime sponsor of the Bone Bat Film Festival, which was also awesome. So I'm going to miss them quite a bit. Uh, It sucks that Zippy's had to close.
1: Man, that does suck.
2: Yeah, it pisses me off, man. Are you going to
1: start grinding your own burgers
2: now? Yeah, I guess I have to. You got to get up early in the morning, according to Blaine, to grind burgers, so i'm gonna make burgers i guess i gotta get up early in the morning
1: i think you need to convert part of your bar into a burger grinding <laughs> butchery
2: no like there's, there's like no cocktails room.
1: in the evening and ground beef in the morning
2: then i would have to move the rum and that's just not happening
1: rum burgers there's a lot of ooh. red rum you know red rum burger was a was a thing in davis for i thought
2: that a, was a, a burrito time. place
1: no there was murder burger and then they got new ownership and they became red rum burger and now they're out of business
2: Huh? Interesting. What was the death-themed burrito place? (laughs) Wasn't
1: there one? Uh, Necro Burrito. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Burrito
2: of Doom. I don't know. It seems like we went there once when I visited in town, but maybe I'm. uh, No, there was a place in.
1: There was a place. You probably were. There was a place in Chico that had like death salsa for their burritos. Maybe that's what you were thinking. Do we ever encounter each other in Chico, California? I don't know. Huh?
2: Interesting. That's all I've got, man. That pisses me off.
1: That's enough. So you haven't been, like, viciously poked by an allergist, huh?
2: No. I was going to go into the hole. I had to strip my deck last weekend and had to rent a fucking power washer. And then the power washer, like, would stall every 15 minutes, which was a pain in the ass. And then, you know, that hot thing on the side that says, don't put your hand on it. I was trying to start the engine. and I put my hand on it. And then there was a piece of paint that got on my foot and absentmindedly, I tried to blast it off with the power. Washer oh, my God. And you blew a ass. hole in my foot. Like, but then oh, then, off. then just thinking of all that, it was fucking tedious. So I decided not to tell it.
1: I'm glad you didn't. I'm better off right? for not hearing it. Exactly. Thank you. Let's listen to a tune. What are we going to listen to, Steve? Are we going to listen to Road Bike by Big
2: Sticky Mess? We can listen to that.
1: Let's do it. All right. This is off their new release, Moon Juice, Big Sticky Mess. Get yourself a road bike.
0: So don't think twice, wouldn't you look nice If you got yourself on a road bike You could go so fast to get to class And make a smile when you pass on your road bike So don't be a loser, ditch the cruiser That's right, get a road bike So you can ride with me But you got to be on your road bike Hey, baby, you got to get yourself a road bike Come on, get yourself a road bike Handlebars, baby, do the it lean too far on the road
3: bike.
0: But then you can really hustle and I work with all the proper muscles on the road bike. So don't be a loser, ditch the cruiser and get a road bike. Ride with Pad, but can't be like that. Get a road bike. Hey, baby, you got to get yourself a road bike. Come on, get yourself a road bike. Yeah. Hey, baby, you got to get yourself a road bike. Come on, get yourself a road bike. Hey, baby, you got to get yourself a road bike. Come on, get yourself a road bike, yeah. Maybe our views were too simplistic about road bikes. But baby, you know the deal. The damn things like wearing high heels on your road bike. So don't be a loser, ditch the cruiser. That's right, and get a road bike. Around and riding style, baby, on skinny tires, with your road bike. Hey, baby, you got to get yourself a road bike. Come on, get yourself a road bike, girl yeah. Hey, baby, you got to get yourself a road bike. Come on, get yourself a road bike, girl. Yeah. Get yourself a road bike, yeah. hey, baby, you got to get
2: yourself a road bike. Get it now. All right. Once again, that was Road Bike by Big Sticky Mess from the brand new release, Moon Juice, on Big Sticky Recordings. And joining us now on the show, the vocalist and guitarist for the band. Greasy Charles. How you doing, man? Hey, I'm doing good. Thanks for having me today.
1: Oh, yeah. So you're down here in Northern California instead of being up there in Seattle with Steve. And the story goes that the band Big Sticky Mess crash-landed in Northern California in a time-traveling space pod. That must have been terrifying for you. Have you recovered from that? It's it's not ideal, you know. It's still...
3: um. It's been a really fun journey. It's, it's, it's been about ten years now, and uh, just getting to observe more, you know, humanity and all the strange things that uh, that all the creatures on this planet do. You know, there's there's a lot to learn. So I feel <laughs> we like so- we're slowly, slowly starting to understand, but still pretty far away. Now you was-
1: seem to have mastered uh, donut holes, if nothing else. <laughs> That's
0: they, we found that they are adequate sustenance. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Now, was Earth Funk similar to your native music, or did you kind of bring something new to the table with your own alien brand of get-down?
3: After we crashed, we were kind of stumbling around blindly for a while, you know? It was, just, it was traumatic. We didn't really know, uh, know what was going on or where we were, you know? We've been all around the galaxy, and this is this is a nice place, so it's like, hey, we could have we done worse, you know? We could have melted on Venus or something, but uh, the first thing that we cracked that we understood with the humans was the funky stuff <laughs> when we started listening to like james brown and like parliament and like the meters and just all of the all of the good shit you know um it just it resonated it really strongly resonated um and then kind of like we all sort of resonated together and it, and it slowly helped us communicate with other
1: you know beings on this planet well, you seem to have figured it out pretty well as far as the funk is concerned. I mean, you you have communicated absolute gospel from the stage. Think, such lines as, don't sweat the petty stuff, just pet the sweaty stuff. I mean, God. <laughs> okay, so, if I had more space so that, on my back, I would tattoo that.
3: That one. So a couple of things. One, I, got, I recently got my first uh, motor vehicle, human motor vehicle, which is pretty cool. Um, but it, uh, I've been wanting to get like a little license plate thing that says that somehow, that like gets that, that feels like it's something people need to think about more often. <laughs> I think that's but, a great uh, idea. I, I got to give somebody credit for that though. So that's my friend, Christopher Crest. When I first met Smoldering Mike, the bass player, I had been living in the forest and then came out of the forest to join him in like an eight piece band that was called Simu. Um, and Simus had a really crazy. It was like a big ass band, it was like eight people. They all lived together. Um, and there's a vocalist, Chris Crest, who was just—he was fucking awesome. He's a character. He's still a great character.
1: He's—he's great. He lives up
3: actually in the northwest, you guys too. He—he he would say that when you'd just be hanging out, you know, you'd be stressed out, and he'd be venting to him, and he'd be like, "Hey man, don't sweat the petty stuff. Pet the sweaty stuff."
1: <laughs> yeah. So. For those of you out there in podcast land that don't know, when you're watching Big Sticky Mess, you see guys up on the stage which just – they just have this absolutely positive, very chill vibe to them. They're like the guy at the party that you look at and you think, I bet that guy is going to be a good guy to hang out with. And if that guy is your type, you're probably also thinking, I could probably get laid with that band right there. (laughs) <laughs> so, we have
3: we have definitely had a, had a, an issue with, with getting people pregnant. That's been a band problem. Um, it's kind of a, a running band problem. Um, it's also a band blessing you know. Um, humans like to you know to do stuff. Um, sometimes that that
1: stuff makes other stuff and yeah and that stuff can become roadies if you let it grow.
3: Yeah so that's dude. That's wild. That's like, uh, I have some students who were like kids that are now like making their own music and like playing in bands. And it's like, whoa, dude, this is wild. I have a good friend, Testicles, who said it well. He was holding a uh, baby son, I think. He was like, dude, look what I made with my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, oh,
1: man. Fun. So you're not just big sticky mess, though. You guys are. A critical component of another band, Boca do Rio, which is a Brazilian space-funk band uh, that tends to bust into more samba and Afro-Cuban jams. What's that synergy going on there? Do you want to talk about Boca do Rio?
3: Yeah, hell yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. Those guys are spirit brothers,
1: but um,
3: it's kind of a long story. I'm going to do the bridge version, but let's see. So, when I was... At 18, maybe 19 years old, um, I went to Davis for undergrad. I'm trying to get a human education, you know, figure, figure it out. Sure. And uh, I'd go out to see shows and I'd encounter Boca Rio, which at the time was Kevin Welsh and Alex Calatayud um, on guitar and percussion um, and vocals. And they they would just play. They would just, like, they were... Well, the, the first memory I have is, like, a super visceral memory. I was watching them play, and we were in, like, a theater of some type, like, a small, like, classroom theater, and everyone was sitting down, and we were watching these guys just absolutely shred dicks, and, like, I, it's just, like, singing, how are we sitting down? This isn't sitting down music. Like, this isn't... We're doing it wrong, you know? Like, how... <laughs> what? You know? Um, which is fun. Um, that's, like... And then seeing them playing bars and venues and festivals and stuff. Um and it was like a fan, like a huge fan for like shit, four or five years. Um before finally uh meeting, I met Alex Glatayud when I was working at a store in Davis. Um and I recognized him when he came through. It was just like, Hey man, I know who you are I'm like Dude, like you're the man, like that's I love I love your music, like I love I love all the stuff. We talked about gardening, you know, and kind of yeah. connected. Uh and exchanged numbers and then uh, hung out a couple times and like the and then so this was right when sticky started this was like 2010 11 maybe 2011 and sticky played for a year before we ever played publicly like we would just like rehearse and write songs and hang out but when we had our first show at our house which is since closed but it was, we had a great connection there um but yeah we played our house and kevin came the guitar player and came with alex and they kind of stayed in the back you know uh and i was just like oh man like kevin and alex are here like this is brutal dude like because um, they're they're amazing musicians uh, and after that they came up and just like oh my god you guys are our brothers you know like let's hang out um which is cool it's really cool and then <clears throat> we shared a studio for a couple years and we'd like share a member every now and then you know um so finally the last like two or three maybe three years We finally fully integrated the band so so sticky is like uh their active rhythm section for kevin and alex and boca which is kind of like a i don't know it's cool it's really cool talking to like old boca heads people who've been seeing that band for like 15 like 20 years but i think they're like at their i think they're at their two decade point if not more um so we're definitely the newbies you know but talking to people who've been around for a while they're like dude this is a really cool version of boca because we bring like the grease in a different way and we have a kind of like a communication thing going so it's like uh, it's fun it's a wild ass ride their music is super hard and it's just like it's like that feeling of like Christmas or like whatever you celebrate and like Thanksgiving or a birthday or whatever it's like that feeling as a kid that you get of excitement and like it's like you're kind of nervous about it and excited about it like I get that feeling playing with that band
1: yeah so those guys so are, nice. are tight and their music is not simple now I saw you guys play at the at the co-ops party out in the parking lot and you had a guest singer a vocalist i don't know where she came from but when she sang i felt like wait a minute this is this is the kind of voice that sells out stadiums like like this is not a parking lot show person we're watching yeah that's who was that did you beam her in like straight off a brazilian tour what what was that all about she definitely she definitely hails from Brazil. That's a Marcia, Marcia. Uh, forgive me, I'm forgetting her last
3: name. Almeida, Marcia. Um, but yeah, Marcia is a great friend of the band. She's an amazing singer. She does a lot of work um, in like duets and like trios and quartets, uh, doing like Bossa Nova. Um, and she's yeah, she's a she's a killer cat. She's like one of so Boca has like a crew. It's like so like saying that we're the new guys. Like Boca has like a collective. I'd say of probably like. Uh, you know, maybe two dozen different people that kind of have been a part of the band at different times or will fill in or like, it's really, it's flexible because like they're they're slang duet or they'll do a slang trio. Um, so Marcia is like a, uh, she has her own thing going, but whenever she's around, we're like, hey Marcia, get the mic, like come am coming out and saying like, she sounds great. She does a couple songs with us. She uh, It's fun. It's, lately, we've been, getting, uh, we've been getting them dialed too. They're sounding really good. Marcia yeah.
1: Giacomo, that's it yeah that's good. <laughs> nailed it so I've, I feel like we brought big sticky mess to this podcast and we're, we're totally talking about uh, Bocodoria I apologize for that we we love your funk we love what you got going on and you're going to be doing a fundraiser here pretty soon August 7 for some fire victims do you want to pimp that real quick and see if we can get people out there to, to see big sticky mess for a good cause yeah
3: so yeah, no. I appreciate you bringing up Boca though because like we've merged bands. Like the whole apparatuses have merged, so it's like really kind of the same thing almost at this point. Really? So, like, so it's kind of we, a big uh... sticky
2: boca, if you will. <laughs>
3: yeah, I've been I've been calling it <laughs> sticky boca lately. Um, it's uh, I'm trying to get the name stick, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, it uh, no. it yeah. hasn't taken off it. There's I'm it's 100% a matter of board with it, man. Yeah, you would be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense, you know, it's distinct, yeah. that's what I'm saying. <laughs> No, we really merged bands. So we shared a studio, and um, after they tried to double our rent at Sub Studio in Davis, which we loved, we had it for like six years. Um, the bands were like really merged. Like we, Kevin has property up in uh, the Nevada City area that uh, we had been setting up and recording our third album in with Sticky um, in April. We got a bunch of work done, probably like forty percent of tracking done, maybe a little more. Um, it was cool it's beautiful you had like three buildings and like work vehicle and like solar setup, and it's it's amazing as well like um it's like re- right looking over the uva we spent a lot of time there like i've known these dudes for almost a decade now and uh there's just been a lot of kickbacks and parties and events and you know just get downs like recently he built like a studio building like a super legit um super legit building with a big ass stage in front and we've been playing on it um And we finally got it that I made a joke. After it all burned down, I was just like, man, it was a good week. Like, that, that like, week that we really, like, everything was just fucking dialed lately. There was always something else to get built. Like, Kevin was always, like, always upgrading. And it was, like, really reaching the spot where it's like, man, this is fucking tits!" Like, this is really badass. Um, Like, everything is covered. There's, like, a refrigerator that can make ice. It's, like, mind-boggling because you're, like, up on this mountaintop and it's, like, this beautiful kind of mountain, forest, desert, like right over the river. Um, And then, yeah, it fucking, um, the Rice's fire came and burnt everything down. A bunch of our studio shit was still up there. So Dirty Mike was uh, Patrick Langham, our bass player, Dirty Mike. He now has transitioned to Smoldering Mike.
1: I was going to ask. I thought he was Smoldering. All right. He was Dirty, now he's he's Smoldering.
3: Yeah, we got some photo footage of it the other day. It's pretty brutal. So we're probably going to be doing a separate fundraiser for him in the near future. But uh, the current fundraiser is to help Kevin, the, the property owner there, and our good friend try to rebuild after just fucking everything got torched. It's like a whole, just uh, it's everything tools you know, vehicle, solar, like memories, like heirlooms. It's, it's brutal trees, like a lot of trees. Um, it burnt really intense. Like, it just cut a clear path. Him and a bunch of neighbors, too, so... uh it's on my birthday, actually, which is awesome. Um, August 7th at a Wild Eye Pub in Nevada City? That sounded confident, but it's definitely Wild Eye Pub. Um, and <laughs> in the Nevada yeah, City no. area. Nice. Okay, for sure. That's no, cool. I, I believe it's going to be outdoors. Sticky's going to play a set. is going to play a set. I think there might be a raffle. I'm not 100% sure about that. Um, but that'd be tight if people want to raffle stuff, because kevin could definitely use the support and a smaller mike could maybe one day again become dirty mike all
1: right august 7th the wild eye pub is somewhere up in the greater nevada city megalopolis do you know is there a showtime is it a nighttime show daytime show tba
3: uh, it's definitely not the morning it's probably like <laughs> i'm guessing like mid like late afternoon like I, sh- I have no idea though honestly all
1: right we'll figure it out we'll put a link to whatever you want us to put a link to on the uh show notes so people can can find it and check out some funk and support victims of the rice fire specifically the victims that lost their studio yeah it's been a weird weird month
3: so it's funny because we released our second album with sticky and like I think it was like Three or four days later Like this shit All went down Oh jeez so, Like oh man Like Are you serious Like We just So we're thinking The album's cursed
1: which No don't think that Don't weird. Don't put a curse On but, Moon Juice Yeah The uh, The cursed album Um
3: No it It's been really fun We got to record At uh Killian Studios Down in LA And we got to work With the Polyrhythmics uh, Jason Gray Oh wow Mixing for us Which was really Super dope um, Yeah Yeah they're legit. He did the uh, he did the dub mix on uh, Sleepy, the, that dub job tune. Um, yeah, he's badass. of Jason? Holly Riddick's are fucking amazing. They're one of our favorite bands. They're also solid dudes.
1: Yeah, are they? That's good to know. That's that's nice to, to, you know, when you encounter musicianship like that, I always wonder, like, are these guys complete arrogant assholes because they're so good, or are they, you know, just really really chill dudes because they're so good
3: yeah no dude they're they're super cool we met them actually in Seamu's days that was one of Dirty Mike's like master plan ideas like hey man let's like make these guys a super dope show like get something like host them when they come through like we gotta connect with these dudes because they're fucking amazing you know they're
1: yeah the final question we ask every guest is what pisses you off Dude, Billy Joel pisses me <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> like, he didn't start the fire. Fair.
3: <laughs> Billy Joel, like, it, it actually broke up the band at one point. I think it's the reason that uh, that our first drummer left, because he truly loved Billy Joel. And he was always trying to kind of convince me and win me over. And I just kept, like, absolutely, savagely attacking Billy Joel. Um, <laughs> so... So, Johnny Blaze, we love you. We're, we're friends, you know. We, we're still homies. We still hang out. Uh, but, yeah, man, I, I talk a lot of shit about Billy Joel. Like, unnecessary shit. I'm sure he's a really good dude and probably a great grandpa at this point. But, like, wow. I don't know, man. That dude's like a fifth lord. It's like, it just, I can't do it.
2: That's amazing to me that, that Billy Joel sucked so hard he broke up a band in California.
1: Yeah, a band he wasn't yeah. even involved with. <laughs> yeah. He had nothing to do with this, dude. He has no right... It's just some cosmic Billy Joel energy went out there, like a like an errant photon torpedo.
3: Yeah, he's well, he's like the anti-funk. You know what I'm saying? It's like he's he's an amazing musician. He's an amazing talent. I'm sure he has a great soul. But he's the anti-funk, and I just it pisses me off. I just can't do it.
2: Right on.
1: All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the Bone Bad Show. Uh, I love Moon Juice. I love your first album. I love all your funky, foodie songs, which uh, you're singing about one thing, but you're really singing about something else. And we're going to go out with Jam City, right?
3: Yeah, yeah, that one's fun. Oh, this is a good one, actually. So this song is about Star Wars, but only about the OG Star Wars, because the rest of that shit is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> See Charles from the Big Sticky Mess, and we are here with the Bone Bat Show.
2: All right, once again, that was Jam City from Big Sticky Mess, taken from their latest release, Moon Juice 2022 on Big Sticky Recordings. You can find their stuff at Patreon.com/slash Big Sticky Mess. That so you can. You got any Steve. weird stuff this week?
1: I do, Steve. You know that I'm a friend to almost all animals.
2: But uh, when it comes to monkeys for Bunnies, I guess.
1: well no I'm, I, I've given bunnies a healthy respect. i I give them their space. they give me mine. But there is one member of the animal kingdom which I am not a friend to, which I fear and people need to listen. We cannot share the planet with monkeys. Evidence is in Japan. where lately there has been a monkey on the rampage. They say in the, in the last fortnight, there have been 10 monkey attacks in the Ogori <laughs> district of the Yamaguchi Prefecture. It's in the southwest of Japan, as I'm sure you know. There is a freaking rampaging monkey. It's coming out at night. It's biting people. And most recently, it literally tried to kidnap a child. A woman was vacuuming in her house. She heard her child crying and she turned around and saw the monkey had grabbed her baby by the legs and was dragging it across the floor to try to take it outside. God only knows what would have happened had she not had that vacuum cleaner handy to retrieve the child. Monkeys are dangerous. Monkeys are going to arm themselves. Monkeys will win we need to stop the monkeys now. The Japan thing is only the latest example of why we cannot coexist with monkeys. This shit is real. You should look it up. It's on the internet. That is my weird stuff.
2: Wow. I mean, ten attacks in a fortnight. That's like an attack every one point four days, Gord.
1: I don't even know what a fortnight is, but <laughs> it sounds like not a lot. I think it's like a like a.
2: It's uh, either like two weeks or a hundred millennials, right? <laughs> Is a Fortnite? Is it, that how they measure them now is in a, a video game I don't play.
1: I think, yeah, I think oh, okay. so. There's something about shooting, but you can't shoot people because you're building and you're dressed up in a costume like Iron Man. I don't, I don't know.
2: <laughs> something like that, but you can still teabag. I don't know how that works. You can,
1: yeah. Well, I mean, you can always teabag. That's
2: in an Iron Man costume. I don't know. I feel like he's not all that flexible. <laughs>
1: Well, there's a kind of a Drop Bottom Iron Man costume. It's got the two buttons in the back.
2: Drop Bottom's a different character, I think. He's a different Marvel property.
1: (laughs) Wouldn't that be the worst (laughs) freaking supervillain villain?
2: (laughs) Drop Bottom. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Drop Bottom's in town again.
1: Hands off, Drop Bottom.
2: (laughs) You'll not take that route with me.
1: (laughs) I see what you did there. Yeah, so that's my weird stuff. There's legit a rampaging monkey going around in Japan. And weirdly, one of the stories I listened to, somehow they they transitioned their story from talking about this rampaging monkey to talking about the bear sightings that have been going on in Japan. and The, the bears are also attacking folks as well. And I don't know, I maybe, didn't even know there were bears in Japan.
2: Maybe I'll just stay out of Japan. It's wild wild animal running crazy. i yeah,
1: you know. Yeah, the entire month of July, kaiju, you can count on me not being I mean,
2: there. yeah, there's the kaiju situation. The monkeys, the bears, and Godzilla. I don't want any part of that.
1: Do you think Drop Bottom might like be a kaiju, like a giant Drop Bottom kaiju villain?
2: Speaking of which, why don't you introduce this next? Song?
1: <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, we're gonna listen to Stretch. By Big Sticky Mess from their It All Looks the Same in the Dark album from 2017. Work it out, work it out now.
0: we okay. but
2: All right. Once again, that was stretched by Big Sticky Mass. From it all looks the same in the dark. From 2017. do you got any uh, multimedia triage this week? Yeah, yeah, I do. What have I've, you been uh, uh, entertaining yourself with? Well, I think we've probably
1: been entertaining with ourselves some of the same things. Like, have you watched uh, Thor: Love and, and Goat Thunder? Yeah.
2: I saw it. Yeah?
1: That tone. That tells me you didn't enjoy it as much as I did. Did you enjoy it?
2: Like a oh lot? Oh my god, I loved it. Yeah.
1: Really? Huh. Oh, yeah. It was it was stupid fun. It was stupid fun. That's... What else can you say about that?
2: I thought it was fine. Like, that, fine. that was it. It was fine. The best thing about the whole ah. show was fucking Rainbow in the Dark by Dio in the end <laughs> that credits. Was, that I'm was like, brilliant. This is fucking cool. But up until that, I I, I was enjoying it, <laughs> but it just, I, and I am start. I started to think about it. It's like, you know, there was a time when I was all about going to Pixar movies, like when the first six or seven Pixar movies came out, I would go, and now yeah. I don't even care. There's a new Buzz Light movie, and i am just, I've like outgrown it or whatever,
1: mm-hmm. and I,
2: I'm starting to feel that way about Marvel stuff. I, well, I there's think so much pos- Marvel stuff. I didn't think it be possible, because gonna... I... I've been a Marvel guy from way back, but yeah, I just I don't know. It did I was not enthused. And there was nothing uh, anything wrong with it. It was just no, okay though. It didn't blow it was my totally mind. fun.
1: I laughed a lot. I I went to this movie intending to laugh and it happened over and over and over again. And I I, I took my lovely wife, I took my kid, my kid who's now like a grown ass man. All of us laughed. We all we all liked it a lot. I talked to a friend of mine who's you know, kind of lukewarm on Marvel movies. He laughed his ass off. He thought the goats were the funniest freaking thing in the world. I don't know, I yeah, don't know what to tell you, man. there
2: are people that will sit there and watch goat screaming on TikTok all day long and think it's a laugh riot. Uh, yeah. I do not think that's particularly hilarious. I'm so not a goat, goat, scream goat TikToker. hundred times in a two-hour movie is not all that entertaining
1: to me. Funny every time. Was not funny. Funny funny every time you just don't understand funny <laughs> <laughs> whatever tick tock uh, so speaking of not funny i watched the entirety of stranger things have you finished <laughs> that yet
2: yeah it wasn't it was it supposed to be funny uh
1: i hope not i thought it was okay the end was like what the fuck i mean seriously we're doing this spoiler they didn't really finish the story arc no. it was, a, it was just, an
2: empire strikes back sort of a or back to the future 2 type episode where some shitty stuff happens and how will our our heroes get out of this yeah so, some
1: shitty stuff happens it's not yeah. resolved the end that's I mean, not even okay, what like was fun about it darth uh, vader like riding his spacecraft and then like getting back and flying away uh, the
2: villain, the big bad villain, having some sort of Nightmare on Elm Street vibes to him, and then having Robert yeah. England do a cameo—that was fun. That was cool. They sort of leaned into both Dungeons and Dragons and heavy metal of the '80s in a way that was mm-hmm. kind of cringy but kind of fun. I don't know. I, it, it was fine. Again, like like Thor, it was it was okay. It
1: was yeah, but Thor was enough. like. Two hours long, and Stranger Things was yeah. like eight Six episodes. Yeah, more. it wasn't
2: that long because it, we it came back and it was two just two episodes. So
1: that's true. Yeah. Well, those two episodes alone were you
2: Four know two ninety minute videos. episodes. But you know it was okay. I, I, I'll, I'll come and watch the whole thing. But you know that whole Russia plot line felt like a way to get the adults out of the picture. That, so the kids could be kind of the focus, and that entire plot line did nothing for me. Yeah, it they could have like just had the, the sheriff
1: and Winona banging in the back room the whole time. It and didn't it just add stuck. a single
2: thing to the story and maybe added like an extra hour, hour and a half of running time. So you could have cut that out, had it one, one shortened season, and had it been more concise, I think. But, you know, other people's mileage may vary. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Uh, What else? I'm playing Phoenix Point, finally, which is a game pretty much made for me that I've taken forever to start playing. It's the next iteration of of XCOM. It's a turn-based strategy game, and I'm playing it on the Xbox, and I'm digging it. And it's going to take hours and hours out of my life. I'm going to make decisions that I regret. And uh, so far... They're not very far into it very very cool and if you're into Xcom if you're into those turn-based strategy games, I think it's uh, I think it's a good one what about you Steve what are you jamming on right now?
2: let's see uh, have you been watching severance?
1: I have only just started severance I'm two episodes in
2: yeah show with Adam and I like Scott what I've seen so on, far on uh, Apple TV and uh, it's a show about this uh, company who have devised a way for People to basically separate their psyche so that they don't remember their tedious work hours.
1: Sever, Which is an you will.
2: interesting concept. And uh, so I guess the, the guy who created the show, uh, I guess his name is Dan Erickson. Uh, he used to have like this shitty job and he would go and he was thinking to himself like, wouldn't it be great if I could just like not experience the next eight hours and wake up when work is over? And then you start to think about how fucked up that is, because you only get so much time on the planet, and yet you're wanting to sort of divorce your mind from these waking hours that from you're doing of your day. something right that you don't want to be doing. And so that was where the show came from. And uh, it's kind of got this dark sci-fi vibe to it, and there are characters that appear... To the protagonist, both in his work life and his home life, that he doesn't realize that they're the same character. And uh, it's pretty interesting. i really enjoyed it. Seems it seems very
1: Philip K. Dick, the, yeah, yeah. the two episodes the, I've watched. the
2: last two episodes of season, there's only for one season out so far, and the last two episodes are really intense. So I'm absolutely there to see where it goes with the season two. Good stuff.
1: Right on. And, you know, the there is something we both watched in its entirety. We both watched Mad God.
2: Yeah, what did you think of that?
1: I thought it was amazing. It was 30 years in the making. This guy's been doing this stop-motion animation film for 30 freaking years, finally released it, lots of detail, lots of craziness, but God damn, is this an ugly movie. If that is your, like, 30 years of going home and go making models of all this terrible, terrible stuff, what? <laughs> What's wrong with him?
2: Yeah, if you ever wanted to see what it would look like if you animated that clot of shampoo and hair that's stuck in the drain in your shower, this (laughs) is what that movie is like. That you you pooped on? Yeah. You get to see that hair clot animated moving across the screen and people screaming at it. I don't know. So I I thought it was good. It's on Shutter right now. Uh, If you want trippy animation, if you like something like Spine of Night, Uh, I think you'd probably dig Mad God. Uh, It was created by Phil Tippett, the guy who animated the chess scene in Star Wars. So he's been at this a long time.
1: Yeah, he's done a lot of major films.
2: Speaking of older films, I recently picked up a last Criterion sale, a box set called America Lost and Found, the BBS story. And uh, there was a group of people, uh, Bob Raphaelson, Burt Schneider, and Steve Blauner, who formed uh, BBS productions and, uh, they oh, I'm sorry. I thought of... you were
1: watching BBC. That's something else. Go on.
2: Yeah, no. Uh, anyway, so, uh, their first film that they did was after the monkeys TV series ended, they did the film head and then they followed up that with easy rider directed by Dennis Hopper, five easy pieces and on and on and on a number of other films. And so, uh, I've never seen any of these movies and it was on sale on criterion. So I thought I'd pick it up and, uh, it's sort of interesting getting this history of cinema from late '60s, early '70s Hollywood. Uh, I, I have to say, the first couple of films I've watched, Head, is just a trip. Uh, the monkeys are fun, but it's super weird. Uh, easy Rider is kind of sad and broken. It's sort yes, of yes. Easy
1: Rider is like not a super happy movie, is five it? Five
2: Easy Pieces is not that fun either. So it's it's sort of been kind of some dark viewing. I'm glad I've seen them. But uh, I, I don't know that I would watch these films again, so uh, maybe... I've always been
1: meaning to watch five easy pieces, but I've, I've never actually managed to do it.
2: Um, you know, well, once I watch the whole box set, the remaining films are uh, Drive, He Said, also directed by Nicholson, A Safe Place, The Last Picture Show, directed by Peter Bogdanovich, and The King of Marvin Gardens. So once uh, I'm done with the box, I'll forward it to you to check out some of this. stuff.
1: Right on. Uh, I'll, I'll do that. Five Easy Pieces. God, who is it directed by?
2: Bob Raphaelson. So he's one of the BBS creators. And uh, Nicholson, the famous scene in there is the one where Nicholson kind of goes apeshit in the diner. Yeah. But uh, Well, all yeah, right, cool. A, I'll, spending, I'll eventually
1: check it out. But yeah, there's no was... reason to watch Easy Rider. I mean, that's just a <laughs> – the, the show is they go around dealing drugs to finance their – motorcycle riding, not job having habit, and then they lose everything and everyone's dead at the end.
2: But it's also about like the end of the hippie dream, right? And the disillusionment of America at that time, I think. That was sort of what I got out of it.
1: Yeah, you're probably right. There was a lot of disillusionment and just ugly hate. (laughs) I I was really prepared to watch some awesome – motorcycle movie when i watched there are are more
2: fun motorcycle movies that's for sure (laughs) yeah Uh, what else like watching
1: steve mcqueen get hung up in the barbed wire (laughs) jesus
2: right i spent a weekend going to northwest terror fest i'm I'm not going to go on too long about this because uh
1: thank christ
2: yeah I, i know that you get tired of metal easily but uh three days of just immersing myself in some great music uh, had a wonderful time, uh, saw some bands I had never seen before, like the epic stoner metal band Wind Hand, and I got to see a lot of music I'd never heard of before, like Squalus from the Bay Area. Those guys do an album called uh, it?
1: Shark Attack, Shark Attack. Oh, that's, that's the surf
2: the, the Great Fish, which is 100% based on the works of Jaws, both the movie and the... Novel by Peter Benchley. Just fucking really cool stuff. It has uh, two bass playing members of the band. One is like a clean bass and one's a distorted bass. And a keyboardist and a drummer. And just like a really cool project. I really enjoyed that. Mantar, a hard rock and sludgy duo from Germany. They were great. The Motorhead-esque Bewitched from Portland. One of my new favorite bands. They just fucking raged. And the black metal act Mortiferum from Olympia, whose sound was just crushing. Absolutely loved those guys. Cartilage, also from the Bay Area. You know, if you can't start a day at Northwest Terror Fest with a band that is absolutely drenched in gore and blood, then uh, I don't know what the fuck. They were so much fun to start the day with on Saturday. Just another cool band. So, so much great stuff. And got to see some bands I hadn't seen in a long time, like Drawn and Quartered from Seattle or The Mighty Suffocation from New York, uh, who just crushed the place and had a mosh pit complete with beach balls and inflatable orca. It was absolutely fucking nuts. Total mayhem. Uh, Saw fucking the accused AD tear the doors off the place. And then they were followed the same night by Midnight, who was incredible Uh, Just really great music for three straight days. If you like heavy music, go to this the next time it is in Seattle. Fuck, it was so much fun. I had a great time. Hope to see you up front in your stage right. That's usually where I hang. And speaking of metal... Uh, I just about an hour ago got the new Witchery. You may uh, remember that we interviewed Jensen from Witchery back in episode 148 of the Bone Bat Show. Their brand new album, Nightside, comes out on Friday. And it is crisp and crunchy and fast and catchy riffs that you'll have humming in your head for days after. It comes out this Friday. Uh, highly recommend Nightside by Witchery. Pick it up. It's fucking cool. And that's all I right got. On.
1: Okay, I think that's plenty. That Let's listen to another song, Steve. Let's listen Let's to a listen big, a sticky mess Let of a me song. Let me pick
2: one for once. All right, it pick it. This also from It All Looks the Same in the Dark. It's called Everybody's Freaky. Enjoy. <laughs> freaky by big sticky mess once again you can find their stuff at patreon.com slash big sticky mess thanks very much to greasy charles for joining us on the show and sharing big sticky mess's music with us maybe at some point down the road we can uh play some boco do rio jams i think bet we that? could All we right. know a guy usual bullshit you can reach show at 425 or via email to steve at bonehand.com bonehand.com is also the home of the heavy half hour keep an eye peeled we're going to have another episode here shortly with a lot of great music uh, so much good stuff coming out including some stuff from northwest Airfest. i think you will uh, dig that
1: right on and you can find my stuff a cartoon every week at mightywombat.com I'm dropping uh, the cartoons.
2: You yeah. nailed, you kind of crowdsourced the punchline of this latest cartoon, and it was hilarious. It made me laugh out hey, loud. Hey, thank so. you.
1: Well done. Yeah, I ignored all the suggestions people made, and I just went with my original idea.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's uh, that was fun. You laugh, so. Hey, thank Check you. Check out the latest tune. Check out the tunes. I'm also over there on Facebook at Mighty
1: Wombat, and I think I am on Instagram. I got the Mighty Wombat thing going on over there. Check me out. And I think we're just about done here, Steve,
2: aren't we? Yeah, uh, you can also follow me on Twitter. I'm Bonehand over there. We have a Bonebat Twitter feed as well as a Facebook group and uh, also on Instagram. Uh, Thank you for listening. If you like what we do, please spread the word and tell a friend. Uh, What are we going to close the show with tonight, Gordon? Steve, it's the end of the show. I think it's time to stop.
1: Drop and roll.
2: Right on, all right. This is uh, one last cut from Moon Juice, the brand new release from Big Sticky Mess. Hope you dig it. Once again, this is Steve. This is Gordon. Have a good one. I do have a good
1: one.
0: That's right, we flammable. Better learn how to stop that burn When it's too late Roll that fire escape You got to stop Drop and roll Stop drop and roll so Think you can stop the Helicopters My indiscretion don't no need no fire engine There's no sin for your extinguisher You got to stop Drop and roll Stop drop and roll and roll. Stop chopping roll No fire departments no lamentar dance No ambulance when I do my dance i I do my day.
2: see how this show's gonna fucking be Uh
1: uh-huh uh-huh right i'm i'm sassy tonight i am really sassy